Hello and welcome to the Up Close and Personal Trainer podcast with me, Shano No She Better Don't Denovan and Emma What's the Story Morning Glory Gordon. Okay. You like your, it? your intro was like 50 million times better than mine. Sorry, what was my name again? I asked if I could do it. <laughs> what was my name? Emma What's the Story Morning Glory Gordon. Yeah. That love is it. good. And what why, was yours? Why is that? Why is that not your PT name? I don't know. Maybe I need to change. I mean, it, it isn't as succinct as ESG Fitness, but <laughs> I think it adds something. What's the story, Morning Glory? Um, and mine was she no no she better don't Denovan. <laughs> wow. So these are our new names. These are our new names. Actually, no, we'll have a new set of names next week. Oh my god! What we'll do is I'll just make a new set of names, and I'll have an amazing intro every week. Because yeah, I felt felt like our intros were a bit boring, so I thought let's jazz it up a little bit. I agree. Yeah. So, how are you? Have you had a nice week? I have had an okay week. No, I've had a very exciting week work-wise. Mm-hmm. Lots and lots of new things. Um, commit to six sign up is open starting like everything's going to be just better a lot of feedback and a lot of changes and i'm very excited for that uh how has your week been my week has been good um i got a really weird comment on one of my youtube videos that made me laugh a lot the other day what was it right so um the video was my infamous ASMR deadlift video (laughs) and the comment was can you also make a video where you explain how to let the air out of the exercise ball and show it on the ball and flatten it completely when sitting please what (laughs) what so I was like you want to sit on a swiss ball and yeah he wants me to sit on a swiss ball and explain how to completely flatten it and like show that on camera so then i I clicked on this person's youtube profile and they subscribe to loads of female um fitness people and the videos that they've liked is all bosu ball videos like and it's and they're innocent videos just of like women being like here's how to do like abs on a bosu ball but he obviously has a inflatable ball fetish how mental is that that's the weirdest thing. Yeah, that is, that is, a, I just We're going to talk about fetish, fetishes today, aren't we? Fetishai. Oh, fetishai. <laughs> <laughs> but before we do, last week's yeah. podcast was so good. We got such good feedback from it. Very mm-hmm. thought provoking. Not, not like our usual podcast. <laughs> but, um, not even a but, just as well as. I, again, was sent something by Hannah, which I read this morning. And it was an article on, oh God, what was it really on? I don't, I don't think what it was on is really what I took from it. Mm-hmm. And now I can't find it, so it's irrelevant. Okay, oh. but what I took from it was, we were talking about investing last week or yeah, where to invest your time and things. And, and we spoke mostly about like investing in yourself and less about which friendships or relationships you should be investing in. 
then this mm. was just like, I mean, a lot of this article was just stuff that we'd kind of covered already. But what was quite interesting is that he was talking about like longevity of things. So you might get, it's almost a bit like delayed reward. So you might get a huge reward from, I don't know, oh, now I can't think of anything, like something immediate, eating a cookie. But yeah. the, the long-term reward is, is less. Or it, mm-hmm. oh, Okay, no, wait, what was a better example? He was kind of talking about, I'm butchering this, but he's kind of talking about things that like, if I am going to use my laptop every single day, which I like, my laptop is my work. Like I use it for hours and hours a day. It doesn't really matter. Like the cost of it doesn't even really matter anymore because it's so like, so valuable to me that it it didn't matter that it was a very expensive laptop because I'm easily going to get my money's worth from that. And he was talking about that, not just in things that you're buying. So it might even be boring stuff. Like his example was a bin. He was like, my mum wanted to buy a $30 bin, but I wanted to buy a bin that was like $120 purely because we're going to use it every day. We have to look at it every day. It could be like, you know, if it's a good bin, it could last 10 years. And you're kind of like, okay, that's quite a boring example, but it makes a good point that it doesn't have to be an exciting thing. But you should Mm -hmm. be thinking about like the longevity of that investment. Yeah. Or how often you're going to use that. And he was talking about how that could be similar for relationships. So for example, you're going to see your partner every single day for multiple, like for, for a large part of the day for hopefully the rest of your life. That relationship is so important because it's going to take up so much of your time, so much of your life. Whereas Mm -hmm. I don't know, relationship with who, who might be just leaving your like circle. I don't know, whatever. Other relationships might not be as important if you don't see them as much like a distant cousin. Yeah. Um, but even things like that might not have seemed as important, like if you're not particularly good friends with your flatmate, right? But you're going to see them every single day. So it's yeah. worth building a relationship with them. Like we are going to talk every single day. So it's mm-hmm. worth us having a good relationship. Whereas yeah, yeah. some people that you might speak to once every couple of weeks, potentially like not as important. Does that make any yeah. sense? No, absolutely. And I mean, you could also take that like say you've got a work colleague that you just can't really handle like you only really well in my in my situation like I don't really spend a lot of time with like people other personal trainers and in, in pure gym like I spend most of my time with my clients so I actually don't really need to to bother <laughs> really with yeah. them uh, yeah like yeah if, if I think if people aren't adding any value to your life and they don't need to be a big part of it then just literally give them no mind you could take it to look at that look like that as well so yeah and I guess I was more looking at it from a more positive point of view yeah like who you should be investing yeah yeah time in and how important that might be mm-hmm. yeah. yeah so so like how would you like look at that personally like did that change the way you thought about anything by reading that article uh, I think it more like reassures some of the choices that you make. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to find the article, but I have no idea where I read it now because apparently maybe it was on my phone. Anyway, it was a very good article. I will share it if I find it. Yeah, very... put it in the links. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, do you think it's more important to have like a small group of really close friends than like lots and lots of acquaintances? A hundred percent. Yeah. You? Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I don't think you're, I'm sure I read something and I'm going to picture this as well because I can't remember what it was, but some stat being like, you can't really have more than something. It was something, it was quite small. It was like eight real friends. And, and by real friends, it meant like in that moment. So you might have friends that you think are real friends that are friends that you've known from school. And like, they are friends, right? But they're not close friends because they're mm-hmm. not a huge part of your life. Like it's very hard to have like more than do you think you have more than eight people that you always speak to and not just hey how are you but like proper conversations within like a five-day radius Mm. I've got quite a big family like I've got that doesn't doesn't count but do you have in-depth conversations with each of them oh probably not no 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 (laughs) yeah people that I have in-depth conversations with yeah, probably Paul, you, a few of my pals, my sister, my mum. There mm. we go, boom, less than eight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I think there was something saying like your brain capacity couldn't handle it. Yours yeah, specifically. <laughs> You're like, whereas my brain, I can handle 16 <laughs> friends. <laughs> yes. Right. Anyway, yeah, that was yeah. interesting. I really, I actually really enjoyed um that podcast last week it um gave me a lot to think about yeah i i liked it a lot does it back to part of it it's like um what's the word where you're like it's you've got your own personal bias like you kind of like you kind of want to invest in yourself but there's always that barrier of one it's a lot of money two will i like quote unquote fail on this and Mm -hmm. and three like a lot of people and i think especially women think that investing in themselves or even if they didn't outright think it like they internalize that investing in themselves is almost like a selfish thing Mm. and to get over that sometimes it takes like actually talking about it rationalizing it and being like this is important to me this will better my life and it is something that I want to do yeah um just when you say that um I had a really bad habit of eating out of date food um, and it giving myself food poisoning. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? I you gave yourself food poisoning? Wait, was this on multiple occasions? Yeah, multiple occasions. What and this is, this is, Wait, we're gonna what get... vegetarian stuff can give you food poisoning? If this, it's is, this, is before, this is before I was a veggie. Like, I would push it with Best Buy dates. I'd be like, Mm, like I hate waste I hate mm. waste and I'd be like uh, go on we'll try it I'll just cook it like really cook it and I've had food poison quite a few times in my life because of that and I think it's because right here we go we're going deep into the, like the psyche of Shona when I was 17 I went to set my theory test and I forgot my provisional license once we got to the theory test center forgot my provisional license and someone in my family said was so angry at me because they'd driven me up to the provisional test center and then I was like I don't have my provisional license so I couldn't sit the test and it was a 20 pound test and they were so angry at me they said you don't deserve nice things which is a horrible thing to say to someone also I think kind of um (laughs) 
quite like irrelevant to the title. Totally, totally irrelevant. Totally. Oh, you've sure- got your license. You don't deserve nice things. I know, I know, and I'm sure that's been said to me before because, like, I'm I, like I'm clumsy, I break things, and I'm sure that's that person has said that to me before, and I think I've internalized it. And there's sometimes like, like when I was growing up, I when and like cooking for myself, I wasn't really putting maximum effort because I was like, I it's only, I'm only eating it. I don't deserve that nice thing. And, and yeah, that's I why do that, but I think it's just because I'm lazy. Like really? I find it quite boring. I've got a little bit better recently, mm-hmm. but I find it quite boring cooking for myself because I'm like, right. well, yeah, I I know what you mean, and I did think it was that, but then I didn't want to say, you know, sure you're just lazy. I wanted to blame someone else. <laughs> yeah, I'm not lazy. It's just that I've internalized the fact that I don't deserve nice things. <laughs> Um, but now I put so much more effort into what I eat. Did you see that I grew a courgette? Of course you did. I yeah. I commit to six months. Like, look. That is a ma- that's a really good courgette. I know, it was huge. Ate it last night. It was very tasty. Oh, so last Christmas, me and my mum made or grew potatoes. And, yeah. like, it was a pretty disappointing Christmas dinner. <laughs> so we all had, like two of the tiniest potatoes you've ever had my mom's like they taste so nice and I was like I mean they kind of do I think you appreciate stuff more when mm. you've made it tomatoes off the vine that's so sweet yeah mm. but then yeah. there's only like I mean I think we're not, we're obviously not very good but there was only maybe like four tomatoes <laughs> but those were the tastiest oh. four tomatoes you've ever eaten yeah you there's one I'm... one for each of us as a family oh it's lovely <laughs> see this is it when is you realize like why people were lean when you had to make your own food yeah lean and ripped yeah absolutely yeah. shredded slash starving <laughs> <laughs> i also have a present for you in my back garden so when we first meet when i first drive up to dundee i can bring you the present for your back garden i have oh. little sprout seedlings and i know that sprouts are your favorite but but i don't know where i'm gonna put them because i um put fake grass in my garden you just need a pot a pot oh, with okay. some compost okay. and then sprouts you know how they grow it's like a big stalk with loads of sprouts attached yeah. oh i'm so excited thank you, you and then at christmas i'll have about three sprouts <laughs> We actually um, made sprouts as well, but I think a lot of the snails ate them. Oh. Mm. Well, you should try again. You don't need you don't need soil like well, obviously you need soil, but you don't need to be able to dig into the ground to do to like grow veg. You just need okay. pots and some compost. That's it. Good, good. Okay. Charlie <laughs> Dimmock right here. I don't think a lot of young people listening would get that reference. Sometimes I make references. I'm like. No, you're not going to get that unless you're well into your 30s. Yeah, but I think most of our listeners are. Do you think so? I don't know. I've just made that up. I think, like, judging by, like, the, our clients in Commit to Six, late 20s, 30s, 40s, mm-hmm. yeah. some mm-hmm. in the 50s, like, actually quite a broad age range. Mm-hmm. Would you say millennials? What, how old would min- min- millennials be? I think millennials are, like, are like mid twenties to mid thirties. Oh yeah, 
Definitely yeah. some of them. But then definitely some older ones. Mm-hmm. Some Gen Zs. <laughs> Gen Zs or Gen Xs? I don't know. Is it Baby Boom? Well, when was that? Okay. No, Baby Boom's our parents. Oh, <laughs> oh right. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Don't even get me started on boomers. <laughs> One of my yeah, 22 They wouldn't be able to get on the Facebook group. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, they definitely wouldn't be able to work my PT Hub app. Um, one of my clients is 22 went okay boomer at me. I was like, oh. <laughs> I was like, mate, I am not a boomer. I am a millennial. Don't you get mistaken? How very dare you? Louisus. Okay. Um, do you want to know? Oh, do you want me to tell you about my parents' new B day? I think that's what it's called. <laughs> do you want me to tell you about my parents' new B day? I know that you've been dying to hear. <laughs> also, I found really a fact, tried- a fact, a real life fact on Uber Facts. And it says right, B days are considered to be a green technology. If Americans used them instead of toilet paper, we'd save an estimated 15 million trees a year. That's incredible. Right, so can you talk me through exactly how a BD works? Okay, so I think what I don't fully understand is the picture here is like your standard B day, which actually initially I thought was something to wash your feet. You know, mm-hmm. you always get on holiday and I'm like, oh, great. They've got something to wash the sand off my feet. No, that's for washing your noon and bum. Washing the sand off your bum. Yeah, whatever you've got down there. But then I'm also like, why is the shape of it not more like you could sit on it? Or like, how are you, like, how are you meant to crouch? It's quite low. I don't understand how exactly you're meant to use the traditional B-Day. But what my parents have, because I think we had it for one of my grandparents, it's actually quite good. I think it um, gives older people, when they can't like wipe their own bums, a lot mm. of um, independence. Because you don't yeah. want like your daughter who's looking after you. No, like, to that's wait. the one. She's like, no, you don't want that. So anyway, it basically squirts water up. And, um, and then... Does it dry it off as well? Yeah, there's a drying set. There's a drying you, thing. So you haven't used any toilet roll at all? Well, I mean, I've been to my parents like a couple of times. Right, okay. I mean, I have used, but no, no, no. Yeah, if you're using the bidet, no, no need to use the toilet roll. Yeah. That's amazing. It's quite shocking though, the first time. Right. Like it's, an, it's an experience. Is it slightly heated water? I don't think it is. It's, it's quite cold, cold. cold water I think, I right up you your jacks. There are many settings on it. There's even a massage setting. And I was like, oh. What? Yeah. But the massage is just like it's spraying water at you continuously. Like, I mean, with, with like pulses. So it's not really a massage. But also, like, depending on where your bum is in relation to your front, you can like, I don't know, there's like settings and it was decide where it's going to spray well yeah because that's the thing like you don't want it to spray the direction of water to go from bum to vag you want it to go vag to bum like because obviously then you just be spraying not very nice things yeah that's true you don't want any yeah. infections so can you like there. so can you like control directional the direct- spray well actually there's a setting for the front and the back 
that's amazing yeah. and is it, a, is it an attachment to the toilet or is yeah, it like the whole on toilet. like a toilet seat right Train. i know you should get a discount code put yeah. the link in <laughs> the description of the podcast so that we no. can all one so the one that my parents have very expensive no expenses spared i think they were thinking like the, the bin situation gonna use this daily multiple times a day uh i think it's like two thousand pounds what yeah i thought you were gonna be like oh it's 500 pounds and then yeah, I would be no, like, it's, it's really expensive thousand pounds yeah yeah when you come you know, to dundee you... i'll take you over you can have a shot oh, please do I'll... <laughs> you could rent it out yeah could do mm-hmm. anyone on the street 20 20p... yeah. see that's the kind of toilet i would pay 20p to use oh yeah not crappy Absolutely. train station toilet yeah I'd pay twenty. I'd pay a pound. Oh, all right. <laughs> Whoa. Oh. <laughs> big spender. I'm sorry, your parents are the big spenders here. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, it's been passed down. I feel like eventually it'll be passed down to me. You know, from my grandparents. Now my parents have it. Eventually, I'll inherit it. This BJ's been in the family for 10,000 years. It's like the moon cup. <laughs> oh, can't wait. Okay. Um, <laughs> I have a fact for you, which reminded me of the poo fact. <laughs> Remember that? Remember that poo fact? That was the best fact ever. Right, okay. okay this, is, this is the um the world's longest recorded fart lasted for two minutes and forty two seconds. <laughs> I'm just gonna put a timer on now for two minutes and forty two seconds. We'll continue the podcast, but um it'll go off. Okay, I'm just gonna start hold on. <laughs> two minutes. 42. Right, okay, that's it started, guys. This is when the fart started. Can you imagine, like, you were in, say, a meeting, like a business (laughs) meeting, (laughs) and someone started farting, and you just, like, obviously everyone stops talking, and you had to sit and wait for two minutes, 42 seconds, while it stopped. Oh, my God. Oh my what's, God, the, yeah. what's the accompanying image? Because they always have good... Oh, it's just a cartoon. It wasn't great, you know. Oh. Oh, wait, no, I found it. Yeah. Two minutes and 42 seconds. <sighs> I, I want to know what they'd been eating. Yeah, um, do you know what? We laugh, but they quite obviously have some kind of problem. Yeah. Like digestional problems, so maybe we shouldn't laugh at this. Maybe they just started um, the Commit to Six program and realised that they had to hit a target of twenty five grams of pro- uh, fibre a day, and they'd gone straight in from zero to twenty five. That uh, what did you mean a day? I thought you meant a meal. <laughs> They're suffering from some intestinal distress. Gastrointestinal distress. Yes. Whew. I also anyway. found a really beautiful flower that is called the clitora because it looks like a clitoris and it kind of does. It's quite nice. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. 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 Sorry to people um, listening on the podcast. I'm sorry. Um, you should be also watching 
on YouTube? Oh yeah, of course. No, I think some people do prefer the the visual. The visual. And if you're watching, I'm getting my hair done on tomorrow. <gasps> How did you get an appointment so soon? Because I have a secret contact oh. in Commit to Six. She's also my hairdresser. Oh, also, amazing. I hate getting my hair cut, but it makes it bearable because I really like her. So, got to match something. So, what are you getting done? Like, I think she might say, "Oh my god, what have you done? I'm gonna have to cut the like lot out." I don't know. No one hairdressers are like, "Oh god, the the bottom of your hair is dead." I'm like, "What do you mean?" So anyway, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I just let her do it. I'm always like, "You'll know what to do." But I am going to get it dyed, obviously. Obviously. How sad is this? I hate a point. No, we haven't actually. Yeah, but babe, why do you need it? (laughs) We haven't even addressed the fact that Shona's wearing a ponytail. Right. That was the end of the fart. (laughs) (laughs) That is how long that fart would have been. Do you think that the person like slowly deflated, like the Swiss ball? Oh, <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. yeah, I mean that's a lot of gas to be inside someone. It's a lot of gas, and they definitely had some bloating. But the relief that you would feel. Oh, oh god! Yeah. Oh, good. Um. Now that sort of brings me on to like something I was going to tell Emma about is that there's this thing on the internet called rule 34 have you heard of it no right so it's basically the concept that if something exists in this world there has probably been a porn made about it why is it called rule 34 don't know don't know let we could look it up um, but basically, yeah, that's what it means is that for everything that exists, there's a porn. So B days, yeah, definitely there'll be B day porn. Oh yeah, Swiss balls, yeah. Also, Swiss I just porn. I think having a B day before any kind of sexual activity probably a great thing, and after. Oh yeah, uh huh. But during, <laughs> nah. maybe on the massage function. Yeah, of course. Yeah, you'd be like, right, your turn now. <laughs> My turn now. <laughs> um, so I found this article that you might be interested in, and it is 46 sexual fetishes that you've never heard of. Oh, I'd, I am very interested in this. Are you? Mm. Right, so how about we play a game where I tell you the name of the fetish and you guess what the fetish is about okay but i think i'm gonna be very bad at this game right here we go right acrotomophilia 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 (laughs) one more time please (laughs) could you spell that no you don't um is it acrobats having sex it's arousal to amputees. Um, what about actirasty? Actirasty. Oh, no idea. Arousal to the sun's rays. Mm, 
I really enjoy the sun's rays, but I don't know if it arouses me. Arouses you. Do you know what? I have found um, an uber fact on this as well, which I wanted to ask you about. Uh-huh. So have you ever been aroused by the smell of donuts? Like sexually aroused? Definitely not, no. No, because this says, I mean, obviously we know the legitimacy of uber facts, but the smell of donuts can increase blood flow to the genitals and stimulate an erect penis. I don't believe that. No. No. It would also be that, no. very... Do you know what I was thinking as well? Like, you know, like guys can't obviously totally control when they get hard. How embarrassing in certain situations. Like, imagine that was you, that like every time you saw a donut, you got, got hard on. Yeah. Imagine working in Krispy Kreme. Well, obviously you would not work there if that was your... No. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> well, if it was One your fetish, though. Yeah, um, that would be, ve- oh, yeah, not okay. <laughs> oh, I was speaking to a friend this week. Let me see if you guess this one. Uh, pubophilia. Arousal of pubes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm, love pubophilia. <laughs> it sounds more like, when you say philia, it doesn't sound like it. It's like it's more like homophilia. Homophilia. Homophi- <laughs> it sounds more like a disease or something. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Oh, I think phobia. Yeah. I always think phobia. Yeah, well, f- maybe philia is the op- opposite of phobia. Uh, I feel like we've discovered something. Knowledge. <laughs> oh, my, my friends have gone up. I've just made a ninth friend. Oh. I'm so well, clever. You've got space for a ninth friend now. Yeah. Yeah. What were you going to tell me? Um, oh, it was more about willies, I think. <laughs> you know, my, my favourite subject. But yeah, I was talking to a friend and he was talking about this must be like obviously something guys do in changing rooms or whatever but they just get naked and have showers right fine but one of the guys at football had like the smallest penis ever and he says that he's never really had like he's like he's the nicest guy really good looking guy never really had a girlfriend which is such a shame because you're like well and, and also something you can do absolutely nothing about to my knowledge nope no but surely, like, that is kind of, like, self-imposed because mm-hmm. I'm sure there's someone out there that would, would love him regardless. And you, just because you can't penetrate someone, because I assume that's the issue. <laughs> <laughs> I, was try- I was actually trying to be serious here. Which is why it was so funny. Like, oh, you know... Um, I d- yeah, we can't do these kind of. Uh... <laughs> like, I was actually trying to give like genuine agony and sex. All right, okay, like, okay. So well, yeah, if you if you're listening, George, George, what's his name? John. If John. you're listening, don't worry. Tiny Just John, little can't... John. Little John. <laughs> don't. That's mean. <laughs> Just because you can't penetrate someone doesn't mean that you can't pleasure someone. So you will meet the woman or man of your dreams. Okay. Just hold on in there. Hold on. Yeah, I think that's completely right. I think it's just, I think it's more a confidence thing. I didn't think yeah. it would be the actual sex. 
because you're right there's no. loads of other stuff you could do it would be more like the embarrassment which he shouldn't have to feel anyway but yeah anyway i've got a friend who's got three nipples and she's still got a boyfriend what's wrong with three nipples where's yeah, the third one the third one is on her like a on a rib cage directly in line with one of her other nipples oh do you know that you can get nipples on your knees no i didn't know that yeah because your nipples run like apparently there's like oh, a what? so it has to be directly in line yeah, like it's like oh. a nipple line that runs down your body. Your body. You can get one. My knee nipple. <laughs> that would be quite painful, though. Imagine kneeling on your nipple. Oh, God. Ow. Yeah. You, are they sensitive really as like other nipples? Um, I don't know. If anyone's listening who has a knee nipple, could you write in and tell us? Is it sensitive? Okay, we'll soon know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do we have any other fetish eye? Fetish eye, right? Okay, let me see if I join and see if you can guess another one. Mm. Right. Okay. So, um, podophilia. Turned on by podcasts. Oh. oh. Um, no, it's uh, arousal to feet. What do you think about foot fetish, and what do you think it means? Like, I I actually think that all of all fetishes must be linked to something that has happened to a person. What, Maybe like that's when a controversial. They got their driving license when they were trying to get their provisional. <laughs> that, yes. Yeah, I think I think my fetish my foot fetish links back to a childhood memory of. Someone telling me I had nice feet and I internalized that. And now, yeah, I don't know about what, like, I mean, feet, you know how some people are like love feet and some people absolutely hate feet. I don't really get that. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, I really hate feet. Why? No, I don't get it at all. Feet. I think feet are quite nice. I, like, I don't I, get I, it. Like, like oh, hating feet. everyone has them. Yeah, but maybe, as we're saying, someone had a really traumatic experience with someone's really smelly feet. Maybe, maybe. Um, okay, what about this? Nasolingus. Right, think about it. Nasolingus. Lingus. Licking noses. Yes, the arousal to sucking on a person's nose. No, nah, I could not, no. Never. If someone was like, "Can I suck your nose?" Absolutely it would be not. the least, the least erotic thing ever for someone to be sucking on your nose, wouldn't it? That is, yeah, that is very strange. Also, who came up with this list? Because I am worried for them. <laughs> um. Right. I'll do one more. Um, chasmophilia. Chasmophilia. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No idea. Um, arousal to caverns, crevices, and valleys. What? So they would go into a valley and have sex there. What's a crevice? Or maybe they. 
a crevice. <laughs> what is it? Are we gonna do one more? Because a crevice is just like a little a small space, a little like little space between two spaces. Um, like this one kind of gives me a good mental image. Clima, climacophilia. Turned on by someone having an orgasm. Arousal to falling downstairs. <laughs> I have been any more wrong. Arousal to falling down the stairs. Yeah. That mental image That's just a like very dangerous what like um babe, do you mind yeah. if I just push you down the stairs tonight? It really turns me on. Well, see, that's not cool. But if someone just like threw themselves down the stairs and was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, sorry, don't need a partner. This is enough for me. <laughs> yeah. Um, if anyone's listening who is a doctor or a nurse or any, any medical professional who works in like emergency, like the A&E department, could you write in anonymous, anonymously, of course, I can't say that word, anonymously, um, and tell us what the weirdest thing that someone has been admitted to A&E with has been? Don't, don't a lot of people get the, oh, I, I accidentally put this thing up my bum? Like, I imagine if you work in A&E, you probably have removed a lot of items from bums. Yeah, it would still be very embarrassing, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, wait, hold on. I've got some here. Some fetishes. I worked as an elderly... Oh, sorry. I worked as an orderly. I don't know what that means. Is that just like an admin? Yeah, possibly. Oh, my God. In our local ER, which I guess is A&E here, while I was a university student, and some man came in with a vacuum cleaner hose stuck on his penis. <laughs> he said um, that he had to clean the house naked because he had a dust allergy. That doesn't make any sense. Do you know what? Like, see if you where that person you would just have to be like look i was being creative having a wank and i fucked up this is the best part like instead of while vacuuming the man had become in his words inexplicitly fatigued and took an impromptu nap with the hoover still running at this time his penis must have flopped into the vacuum hose um his his was he insisted Oh, his arousal was, he insisted, involuntary. Wow. Yeah, you'd have to just be like, look, wanted to see what it would feel like to put my penis in a hoover. Turns out pretty painful. And here I am. (laughs) Oh, my God. Ducks ripped my scrotum open. That's a headline for you, isn't it? Uh, she, so someone came in with their scrotum ripped open. It turned out he likes to wade into the local pond, stark naked, and scatter bread around his genitalia for ducks to nibble on. <gasps> oh, oh, 
he a hundred percent deserves that. Oh. Plus, I don't know if you're actually meant to feed them bread. Are you still meant to feed them bread? Is it not like make them People swell up? It makes them blow up or something or swell up. I mean, I could understand like all the, like if the bread expanded in them. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's too why. much fiber. Wow. There you go. Um, mm-hmm. There we go. That's it really. Well, that was, that was somewhat enlightening. Um, this podcast. Yeah. Um, this is what happens you win some, you lose some. Sometimes you get really motivated. Sometimes we enlighten you by talking about investing yourself. Sometimes we talk about ducks ripping open scrotums. This is what we do. It's yeah, you've got it's all about balance and imperfect action, guys. It's what we always <laughs> preach here. Yeah, this is definitely imperfect. Okay, I did want but I enjoyed to, it nonetheless. I did want to finish on a more serious coaching note. So I had an inquiry today uh, who is going to sign up for Commit 6, but she initially said that, oh, you know, I need quite specific dietary advice. And I just want to touch on this because a lot of people think that they do and kind of right, like rightly so, you've tried a lot of diets that haven't worked for you. So you think the reason they've not worked is because it's not specific enough to me. I need something specific to me. And on one side, you're right, like you need specific targets, but you do not need specific nutrition as in what you're eating. And it's so important actually that you almost don't get that because there's good, like, I mean, sticking to a very specific meal plan is obviously only ever going to be short lived. So the point I wanted to make is that the tough part about losing fat isn't finding the perfect meal plan or the perfect balance of macronutrients for you. It's about the behavior change and the consistency and it's about practicing that imperfect action. And the reason I keep talking about that is because it came up so often. I just did the final check-ins for commit to six, which were amazing. So many good results. But one thing, you know, I asked people like for a bit of feedback and what they found really helped and like a little bit of, yeah, I guess feedback from the program. One thing that kept coming up was, imperfect action and how that kind of clicked for people and by that it's like part of that is the averages part of it's doing the best you can in the situation you're in and not thinking oh i've gone over my calories one day i'm a complete failure may as well sack it in for the rest of the week yeah um so yeah so that was my point that i want to finish on i also yeah i don't think i really need to add on it but i will anyway um i think that when you approach something with that because that that is actually a fixed mindset if you think that you need something different and that what this person's going to suggest might not work for you then you're entering into it with a fixed mindset i think entering into anything with an open mind um is going to be much more successful yeah a hundred percent and also something i spoke to nicola about this week um I listened to a podcast and it was actually about giving up smoking and the woman was making the point, sorry, it wasn't about giving up smoking. It was about giving up alcohol, but anyway, same sort of same thing. Like in both of those situations, you measure your success on a hundred percent success. So how many years have you not smoked? How many years have you not had a drink? And she was saying that actually that's setting you up for failure because even if you're like 10 years along the road and you have a drink, that's failing. 
that is ridiculous. You have had one drink in 10 years and that's failing. Like yeah. it's obscene. And people come into dieting with almost the same approach of, oh, well, I've, I've not sucked my calories this week, so I failed. Mm. Ridiculous. Like, look at the, like, if we, even if we're just looking at uh, commit to six, cool, you went over one weekend and it wasn't planned. And, you know, maybe you feel like you've messed up a little bit. You haven't over the six weeks. That's two days potentially. Two days mm-hmm. out of six weeks. And if you start looking at things as like a percentage, I'm not good enough at maths to do that percentage, but let's say that was only, you know, you're still 95% on track. And by instilling that notion of imperfect action, you realize that actually measuring your success on 100% or nothing is mm-hmm. the most ridiculous thing. And, and mm-hmm. even when you look at smoking and drinking, like, okay, over a 10 year period, how many drinks have you had? Five. That's not a failure. A failure would be, cool, you got to 10 years, you had a drink and then you started binge drinking because you thought, well, no point now, I've lost my 10-year streak. Same yes. with when people get so obsessed with my fitness pal and they're like, I've stuck to 1,500 calories or whatever it is or logged my food every day for the last... There's people that have logged their food every day for like years and then they mess up once and that would turn into them because they've built up that, that like feeling like that is success, that they've got this long streak of doing something consistently then the one day that they don't like like that's going to seem like a huge failure to them when really you've still got 99.99999% success or like on point, even if we don't call it success. So I thought that was a really good way of looking at it as well and, and help sort of get behind that mindset of imperfect action, which is doing things, even if it's not completely perfect and focusing on doing things good consistently rather than doing things perfectly but inconsistently. Mm. I love that. Well, that was a joyous podcast. Thank you very much. Everything from ducks ripping out scrotums to imperfect action. Well, thank you so much for listening. Have a lovely oh, week. You know what never say? What? And I don't even know if it helps because I was listening to podcasts and I always say this and I don't really do it. Can you like, subscribe, rate, review whatever it is share if you've enjoyed it we love seeing that so thank you very much to the people that do and it makes us think that we're doing a decent job thank you